Welcome back to Coffee Conversations and Badasses Podcast with our guest, Terrence Davis from Dream Team with EXP Realty. So we're going to dive in some topics here. But before that, we really need to get into some closing, clo- not closing, fuck, I fucked that up. Really need to get into uh, our sponsors, Red, White, and Badass Brew, Next Level Lending, and hit subscribe, like, and share the shit out of this. And we're also in a new studio. Terrence. Yes. How the hell are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I've had way too much fucking coffee. I've had way too much of this coffee that's red, white, and badass <laughs> brew coffee made in the local Appalachians. Yeah. Okay, that, that is your, not your, made in the local Appalachians, but the, that sounds fucking I good. I don't think the Appalachians are even local anyway. I, they're not. Yeah, yeah. So um, I close was enough. The, I was at the VA today, so. Oh, I'm all so up, yeah. you kind of had an Appalachian check. No, he did try. He was like, oh, 36. Um, you know, you're almost at the age where, you know, we're going to need to do a uh, prostate exam. And I said, no, you're not. No, we're good. You said almost. Yeah, almost. You're not saying we're not there. Yeah. So there's a difference of being there and almost. Yeah. Yep. So, and we are not there yet. Yeah. Once so. I cross that finish line to, hey, we're there. We need to. Oof. Oh, I've had it, man. And he, honestly, he was Asian. He has little fingers. Oh, so shit. It'll be in and out. Dude. Okay, <laughs> man. We're so. He's also a Marine. Yep. Um, you never really know how to like you know, present a Marine. Like, hey, former Marine. He used to be a Marine, uh, still a Marine. Like, how do you proper properly present a Marine? Honestly, you could say any of those. I think it depends on like how much that person may or may not be an asshole. Or or just like super old. If they're super old Marines, then yeah, you gotta you gotta call them a Marine. Um, the younger guys, like if like, hey, you know, Terrence used to be a Marine, and then they're like, I am a Marine. There is no yeah. such thing as not. Like, then just kind of being a douchebag. I usually just say, yeah, I'm a Marine and move on. Yeah, I, I was in the Navy. You know, you know I, it's not as cool though, man. You got like, you got Marine. I know, hold your tongue. Yeah. I, you, you're just sitting was, over there. I was, I was ready. I was you ready. were. I was ready to go. I, I forgot this is your podcast for a second. I was ready to roast you, but I forgot this is, this oh, is your thing. Remember you can roast. Roast away, man. That's, it is fully... Uh, man, it's, dude, you can do anything. You can roast, roast. that red, white, and bad. <laughs> that was the last word. If good. you make me cry, you get a t-shirt. Okay. So. You know, I've got, I've got some things. We've got to know each other <laughs> over time. So I've got some things that I could, I could pull out. Uh, we do. So we met at Toastmasters. Yep. Which is actually a pretty good organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in Toastmasters, what they do, help you out. It's really a tool people can use to Learn how to speak. Learn yeah. how to do a podcast better. Just public speaking in general. Yeah, and like how to that. formulate. I like that your hands, you're using the hands already. Yeah, that's one of the lesson yeah. number one of Testmasters. Use your hands, animate. Yes. It, it is. I, I don't think people put a lot of salt into how often they may or may not need to be having a professional conversation or even a regular conversation. Not filled with ums and ahs and, um, you know. It, it's hard when you are not hearing yourself. Mm-hmm. Or recording yourself, and you say um a lot, mm-hmm. and then people catching you. And how they did it in our group was a fucking ball bearing. Yep. In a tin can. So it's tink. Yep. Tink every time. Every time. And it makes you stop and pause. And if you're in a speech, it really takes, it really distracts you away from the speech. But it also gives you that self-awareness mm-hmm. to... 
take the ums and alls away. Well, I'm glad they do it that way. The way that the Marine Corps did it when I was a recruiter, uh, the way they do it in the Marine Corps is uh, every time you say ahs and ums, whatever your pet word is, that's what they're called. They're called pet words. Whenever they find out what your pet word is, they'll, they'll just tick it. And you lose one point for every single one. So if at the end of my presentation, I delivered 10 ums and I wasn't properly using my body or I was doing too much nervous energy moving and, and doing things, all those things are taking points off. Recruiter school, you fail three tests out of, I think, almost 30. You're kicked out. Like going home, you're, you're a failure. Really? It's yes. that strict? Yep. And the Marine Recruiting School. Yep. So Right here in San Diego. No shit. I'll have to take you one day. Yeah, we just had the graduation. One of the kids I put in is now a United States Marine Corps recruiter. I would love to see that. Makes me, they're, they're, it's, it's a super Marine Corps graduation, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I would love to see that, actually. That would be pretty pretty awesome to when, check out. When was the last time you went to... Have you ever been to the depot? No. Oh, I got you. I got, I got, no, I got, man. I got to get you on the depot. Dude, I wasn't... You know, I wasn't the most squared away sailor, mm -hmm. but I just did my job. You know, I didn't do, it, <laughs> I wasn't above and beyond. I just did my job and I did it well. Mm. Um, some people say, you know, I had a couple asshole like senior chiefs and shit like that. But um, see, there's a fucking ums. Yep. There it is. There's I, I, one. Think, I think, can we get one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need one. We'll just add it. You know what you do? You just add it in post. That's it. Yeah. Can we take those out? So, <laughs> so we, so yeah, it, it was good, man. I loved it. So I just worked my ass off. I worked hard. Uh, never got a uniform inspection, you know, at a boy mm -hmm. because all my uniforms were fucked up because of being dirty. Like if there's a job, I'm like, all right, well, it's the uniform I have on right now. Let's get it done. Oh my God. Tap attitude. So uh, I will be honest with you. So the crazy part is uh, I was, now, okay, when I mean squared away, I was squared away. My uniform was good. My PT was good. All that stuff. I knew my job. That stuff was squared away. Um, I, you know, I may have gotten in trouble once or, once or twice on some things. We'll, we'll share those things later if they come up. Uh, but I loved it. I loved every second of it. It really, it really challenged me. So the feeling that I got from the Marine Corps growing up, it was always like, hey, Terrence, you're so smart. You're going to be so successful. You're going to do all these things. That was a very select few number of people that were just constantly saying it. And I just kept hearing it. And I was like, yeah, you're saying it, but what does it mean? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Um, so I joined, I went to the Marine Corps and I uh, kind of got the taste of it. Like, Hey, I have to be the best version of me so I can lead with the left or right guys. I was the guide in boot camp, And then we went to the Marine Corps Museum. I'm going to tell you this, this time you catching me at the best time for this podcast, this time of the year, uh, the 248th birthday of the United States Marine Corps is on the 10th and they put out the birthday message. I hate watching the birthday message because it makes me feel like a piece of trash for getting out. Every single time I watch it, it's like, remember why you joined. Remember the challenge. Remember the opportunity that you wanted. And I'm like, I, sh I should have stayed in. <laughs> I knew I should have stayed. But no, um, the Marine Corps Museum, man. Um, and the Marine Corps history is so illustrious. And it's such a, if you go to the museums, I'll take you to the one on, uh, on, on uh, San Diego on the depot. It, it just, it's, it's reignites that, that portion of yourself, that, that the patriotism, the esprit de corps, all that stuff. It just lit me. It lights me up every time, every year. I was actually legit. If I pull you my cell phone, I, matter of fact, I will show you my cell phone right now. I know I'm supposed to turn it off. You told me to turn it off, but I didn't turn it off. And now we're here. Uh, what's that right there? Yeah, that's the uh, 248th. I was in the, the video. VA. I was watching the commandant's birthday message no in shit. the VA clinic. I'm just like, man. So what made you go into the Marines in the first place? Challenge. 
Challenge. Challenge. Um, you weren't challenged enough as a kid or? It, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't that I wasn't. So, you know, we can, we can call it ADHD or whatever. School always came easy. So getting good grades, doing things, it just always came easy. There was never someone pushing me to be better, right? It was just, hey, Terrence, you know, the opportunity is yours if you want them. Um, taking, uh, taking classes. The only thing that was difficult was, was football, but you know, not anymore. I could, I probably, you know, I wish I knew this was me now. I would have done more. Um, so the challenges in, in school were, were never there. There was no person pushing me to be better. It, they were saying it, but they weren't doing it. So I remember as I decided, like, I'm going to go to college, or I'm going to join the military. One of the two. Um, mom had already said, hey, Marine Corps was out. Like, or the army was out. She's like, you're not going to join the army. I'm not going to have you. I'm not going to sign you up. I was 17. So the recruiting station had all the uniforms. They used to have them all out in front. I remember walking by all the kids I went to high school with all wanted to join the Air Force. So I knew Air Force is out. Ain't happening. I don't want to be around them. I hate every one of them. I want to go away. The Navy, no offense, had their, they had, I'll never forget it. They had their Cracker Jack suit, right? The black and white yep. one. They had the, their, their blues kind of posted up there. And I remember looking at it and it's stupid when I say this. You can be like, Terrence, that doesn't make any sense. I ride motorcycles. So I imagined myself wearing this Cracker Jack suit, riding my motorcycle down the street with my fairy cape flapping in the wind. <laughs> and I was like, well, I definitely can't join the Navy because I don't want to wear this while I'm riding my motorcycle. Um, so I walked the Marine Corps office and um, all the recruiters were there. Uh, Staff Sergeant Andrew Pink, uh, Adam Pinckney, huge, big black, buff black dude, looked like LL Cool J. He, he, was, he had more charisma, more suave than LL Cool J, but dude was cool. We walked in, and as soon as he walked in, my girlfriend and I, we walk in there. He looks at me. He goes, hey, man, uh, Army office is two doors down. And I was like, um, I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm here to talk to y'all. And uh, he sized me up. I was definitely not the, the man that I am today. Uh, I think at the time I was maybe 160 pounds, give or take. And he was like, listen, man, like, this is really tough. Like, this isn't the place you want to be. You know, you probably prefer to be, you know, over there. It's a little bit easier over there. And I was like, no, I, I came here to do this and I can do anything you can do. So now I know he saw, he, that was a tactic. He, he got me, he got me, yeah. but uh, he jumped up on the pull-up bar. He did a uh, 12 pull-ups. I said, okay, jumped up on the pull-up bar, did banged out 12 pull-ups. He dropped down and did 50 crunches. I dropped down and did 50 crunches. Of course, this is the minimum required to join. Said so he was testing to see if I could join. So um, we get done and I remember standing up and I, it's just, I'm just hot. Like I'm boiling hot. And I'm like, hey, is that all? Is that it? Is that all it takes to be a Marine? A couple pull-ups and some crunches? And he sits me down. And in that moment, I knew automatically. I didn't think about it. I never second-guessed my decision. I want to be a Marine. Wow. That was the first time someone ever directly challenged me and told me I couldn't do it. And instead of backing down from the challenge, I rose to it. I said, you know what? Okay. Let's, I don't know what he was going to do in that moment. He could have done 40 pull-ups. He probably... Probably could have done 40 pull-ups. He, he did what he did, so I, I showed him I could do it. He did enough to sell you on it yes. and enough to test you if you already had what it takes to become a Marine. He got me. Yeah, he definitely got me. Now, I, have you used the same tactic when you were recruiting? I, I sure did, yeah. Oh, man. I, oh, I, oh, I got him. I got him good. Oh, I got him so, <laughs> I got him so good. Uh, my favorite one is um, there was one kid. He swore up and down. He's like, no, I would, I would never join the Marines. And I was like, okay, cool. Hey, dude, I don't even want to waste your time. If you don't want to join, man, go, go next door. Let me know how it works out. And every time I saw him in school, every week I would see him. I say, "Hey, that recruiter ever call you back yet?" He's like, "No, they didn't call back." I'm like, "Dang, that sucks." And I'd walk off. Every time I come to the school, he'd walk up. Hey, Staff Sergeant Davis, how are you? I'm like, oh, "I'm doing good, man. How are you?" Like, "Well, I'm doing good." Did that recruiter ever call? He said, "No." I said, "Ah, that sucks, man. Hey, time's ticking." I'd walk off. Just planting that seed. Planting plant the seed. That seed. Yep. Then he uh, he finally said, "Hey, I just want somebody." 
He's like, I've seen you every single time. And every time you ask me how I'm doing, every time you see me, you're saying, Hey, am I on the track? Am I keep, you're holding me accountable and I don't even want to join the branch. So I want to join your branch. I have, I have way better recruiting stories, but that's, it, that's one. We can, did you, do you keep track of some of these guys that you recruit or I talk once to, you recruit you? No, I talk to all of them. Yeah. If they, if we're still in, uh, we still communicate very often. Um, some, especially some of the back end, like the last ones, I, I had them cooking for so long that it, yeah. we just, at that point I wasn't even worried about it. So yeah, we still, we talk pretty regularly. I mean, that's the great thing about social media. That's one aspect of social media. That's beautiful is allows us to keep in communication with each other because back in the day, you know, you moved away, changed stations. Mm-hmm. That was it. Done, gone. Unless you forwarded everybody your new email or your new address, uh, email address, I guess, too. Yep. It'd be a form of communication, which I was not very good at, but yep, whatever. But I think it's more of a testament to like just me and my style. I think the big thing for me has always been service after the sale, right? So once you've joined, you're committed, or even once you've signed the dotted line, you've you know sworn that right hand in MEPS. I don't let you go. Like you're not on your own anymore. Like I'm yeah. still keeping track of you. I'm, I'm still giving you advice. Um, marriage advice. I had one. Um, he unfortunately was going through some, some mental issues post-deployment and he would call me and he would just talk, just cry and talk. And I'm like, Hey bro, I'm here. Let's, let's do this. So yeah, I felt responsible. Yeah. Well, I mean, typically you are, you're the first mm-hmm. kind of interaction they have yep. in the Marine, lesser, you know, you know, a heritage, lineage of Marines, but you're the first one. Yep. First come in contact. Which from South Carolina is, is so rare. Um, to be honest with you, if I had to embarrass myself in, in the Marine Corps right now, uh, I'm going to give you some, some scoop. Are you ready for some scoop? Yeah. Major Payne, you've seen the movie? I thought he was in the army. Get Un- the fuck out I, of here. I swear to God. I thought he was in the army until I joined the Marines. And I'm like, why is Major Payne wearing an officer's dress blues? Oh, he's, a, I, I had no idea because in Charleston, there's no, there's no Marine Corps base. We have Paris Island there, but it's such a small, you know, portion, uh, Charleston Air Force Base. You have the Naval Weapons Station. You just don't know about yeah. anybody else. Yeah. And, and yeah. they're so far to, you know, such a small. I went to an army base there for some very basic, basic training for combat. Fort Jackson. Yep. 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 You have that piece of shit. Yep. It is a piece of shit. Yeah. That was, uh, I saw Kid Rock in concert there though. <clears throat> and the amount of toothless women in North Carolina was amazing. I did not know. I hear it's better with no teeth. <laughs> hey. Now, I had a buddy who wanted to go home and take this woman home, and she was not a looker. She was just a, a pile of human being. Okay. And... <laughs> Her teeth was jacked up. It was like razor blades, just like meth mouth. What it looked like. But I don't think she did meth. I think she just did not brush her teeth. Oh. They just kind of rotted and jagged. Gross. Yeah, nasty. Mm. He was like, oh, he was like, kiss her. I was like, what did he kiss fuck? her? Oh, oh, fuck yeah, he did. Oh. He was wanting to take her home. And we were, there were three of us. And I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass him like that. Yeah. So he went, he's like, yeah, trying to convince us. And I was where do you live? She's like, Oh, I live 10 minutes away. And I'm like, all right, fuck, maybe you want to get yours. You know? And she had a couple of friends and I'm not touching it. And plus I was married. Oh, so that's much. Yeah. You should have led with that one. Yeah. I don't believe that you weren't going to touch it, but I believe you weren't going to touch it because you were married. That's right. Fair. Yeah. If I, she was a dime, I wouldn't have touched it because I was married. Yes. Yeah. So 
it doesn't matter the person in front of me. There was no going because I was married. Yep. And uh, my thunder? wife at the time was beautiful. Is that thunder? Sounds like a fucking motorcycle. No, I was making a joke. Because, you know, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can strike me down. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm ready. Hopefully. I have repented for all my sins. I am ready. No, no, please don't. Not, not here. Not, not here. today. I'm not ready to go. Yeah, good. You know, but if he says it's time, it's time. Fuck. There's I make that I joke about it. VA. They don't like it. No. Yeah. No, they don't. Hey, Terrence, we're going to set your appointment three months out. Oh, well, I hope I'm still alive by then. Oh, my I do God. it every time. And no, the, you don't. And the pause is like, I'm like, I'm just messing with you. I'm good. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. I got to stop messing with the VA. The VA is different. You can't do that with the VA. So this, so anyway, he was convinced to try to go home and she's like, yeah, but you guys have to leave, you know, by 530 in the morning. Okay. And so I'm naturally curious. Well, why do we have to leave? Oh, because my husband will be home. Hmm. And I looked at him. He's like, oh, we're going to, I was like, hell no, we're not going. Hey, we don't have a ride. We don't have a car. We're in North Carolina. We're in North Carolina. We'll shoot you. Heat of passion probably exists there. Yeah. I do not want to be anything involved with this. Let's roll back to our little barracks that we're staying in. Mm -hmm. And uh, he finally saw it my way. Took him a little convincing and, um, I kind of finagled him away from him a little bit. So, but man, he was dead set. He'd been drinking a little bit too. You know what I mean? So he had, I'll blame it on beer goggles. You know, I don't know how many beers you can drink to make that look good, but fuck. I mean, he was I'm, trying. I may have been there once or twice. Doesn't think that many beers. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm cleaning yeah. the preacher sheets. Yeah, you know, there, we go, this, there we go. But there we go. I am, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm less desirable. What? You? No, not me. I'm going to say, no, I'm gonna say no. No, you look great. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good looking. Yeah, you got the whole like rugged beard thing. You look like God of War right now. Yes. Yeah. I am. I, like I just the, forgot to work out this like morning. God so. of Kindergarten and baby face over here. <laughs> kindergarten cop over here? Kindergarten cop. That's me. You're, no, you're a good looking dude. Thank you. You know, and this is no homo. So, oh. you know, nobody hate on us in the comments. You know, but uh, yeah, man. Couple good looking dudes on podcast. Um, so hit me up. I'm single. You always have to preface that with, if you think so though, that that's how you make it sound like less, like, uh, less cocky. Like, you know, I think I'm a pretty good looking dude. My mom says I'm a pretty good looking dude. So, you know, if you think I am, leave a comment. Is that how you do it? Yeah. 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 Play it off. Yeah. You can't come too, too confident. Cause then it starts to come off as cocky. Oh, yeah. that's, I guess maybe that's my downfall, but I don't, I don't go around saying, Oh, Hey, you want to date a good looking guy? It's me. I let them make that decision. Yeah. Okay. And usually, if they're talking to you, they think you're good looking enough. That, that's that's sometimes all I need. Yeah. Then I then I puppet master it together. Oh, we'll work we, this out. We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we'll, we've we've talked about it. So, your military mm -hmm. uh, experience before you went in the military, though, you didn't really have that that figure kind of pushing you towards that way. Yeah. Um. It was just you and your mom, right? Yeah. So, uh, single mom. Dad. Yep. Dad went around. Mom and dad both met in the army. Um, we didn't have that kind of like hand kind of pushing you towards much of anything. Um, and I think just for me, it was a lack of direction, lack of guidance. It kind of just made me go wayward. I was, I was, I, I'm a vastly different person. Like if you met younger me, you'd be like, yo, how do you turn into that? I need, I need to see what's, what's, what's going on here. Oh, well, why? Uh, what do you mean? Like why, why, like, why, why are you vastly why? different? Um, what were you doing back when you were younger? Oh my God. What was that? I we can doing? talk legally about. Oh, no, we can talk legally. I mean, right. I, th I think there's a statute of limitations on like crimes, you know, that were back when, 
Um, so we grew up in a uh, in in like the the seedier side of of the area, right in Charleston. And all it's so crazy because I remember you know we grew up in the quote unquote the hood, but like all of the older guys that lived in the hood, the ones that wanted to get out of the hood, were telling us how we would never get out of the hood. So if they wanted, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind blown, right? It's like, wait a minute, why would instead you, of teaching you how to get out of the instead hood? of saying like, hey, go forth, do great things. Um, the big shift for me, you know, we used to do something, you know, steal some bikes, steal some cards. Uh, some WalMarts I may not be able to legally <laughs> go into anymore because I got you know caught with a lot of merchandise. Um, but yeah, we would we'd steal it and then give it to him, and then he would sell it and then give us some money, right? That's that's what yeah. we would do. And I'm I'm a young dumb kid. I don't care. I'm just like ah, oh, it's fun. Uh, the, uh, did I tell you about my sixth grade story when I got caught cheating? No. Oh man. Okay. So the area that we grew up in, it was, it's very much like, this is it. Like, you're not going to leave here. You're not really going to get out of this area. You're going to, you're going to stay here forever. That's, that's the premise of most of the people that are talking to you. So I, uh, sixth grade, I had a geography test and it was on the capitals of the United States. And I had my agenda hidden under my desk. So I could pull it out and see the capital of Wyoming. I could slide it back in, you know, see the way I got caught. And the teacher gave me your atypical, like, listen, you're only cheating yourself when you cheat. And at six, how old are you at six? Like, what, 12, maybe? No. Uh, sixth grade, sixth grade? Yeah. Like, two, like yeah, 11, yeah, 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah 12. Yeah, and I was underage, yeah. So uh, at that age, I legit looked at her and said, hey, like, I don't really understand why I need to know the capital of Vermont, Burlington, by the way. Um, I don't know why I need to know that. I'm never going to leave Charleston. Like, I'm never going to leave this area. So why do I need to know the names of any of these places? I feel like you're giving me a geography test right now, and I don't like it. No, it was it's the capital of, Ver- Ver- of Vermont is Burlington. <laughs> the, crazy, the crazy part is after joining the military, I traveled to all, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 45 of the 50 states. North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Alaska, Wisconsin, only states I haven't been to. And I'm talking about a lot of been to. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you got caught cheating? Yep. And uh, did that change you? No, that wasn't the, that wasn't the one. No, I was, uh, I was really good up until middle school and then middle school, you know, when you start to, you know, you start to find girls yeah. and you want to be interested. Yeah. Uh, that's Puberty. when, that's when uh, the change started. Cause um, her name was Amber. I'm gonna call her just Amber for now. I was going to, I was going to give you the whole name, but I don't want anybody to dox or anything. Um, she was a bad girl. She was the, the one that smoked cigarettes. She would skip school. She was the bad girl. I, I don't know what it was about her, but I was so attracted to her. And she, she was, she was average looking. She wasn't like super crazy hot, but she was just, her attitude was just like, I want that. So in order to get the bad girl, you have to be the bad boy. Skipping school, getting caught. I spent most of my, like most of my later school years in like in school suspension where I do all my homework and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty Oh bad. yeah. Um, it rolled like that until I went to jail. And then the switch happened. You went to jail. Yep. 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 And it, 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 it's not like that crazy story. Here's the thing. Most of my stories aren't these crazy, like I've heard some stories on like podcasts, like I was selling drugs and crack and then I went to jail and I had to fight 60 people to live. Uh-oh. Did we move something? Oh. Uh, then we had to fight 60 people to live. And oh man, I don't have that story. My stories are very simple, but the message is there. So I went to jail and uh, I was going to have to stay overnight. So they put me out 16 at the time. I hadn't even turned 17. I was 16 at the time when I got caught. So they put me in the cells, you know, overnight. And I'm thinking this is like the movies. You know, I'm this young kid. I have this bright future supposedly ahead of me. And uh, I'm in this place where, where men aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they're, this is, they're repeating these mistakes. So I, I go into like this main little, little common area and there's this old, you know, they call him the OG, right? This old, old black dude. And I'm like, yo, this dude is going to drop me some, jail, some, some prison wisdom, some jail, prison preaching. We sit down. He says, uh, 
this your first time? I said, yeah. You know, he goes, okay. Well, just uh, find a cock, get to know some of these guys. This is it for you. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, this, you're in the system now. This is it for you. They don't care about you outside. They don't care about you. Don't nobody care about you no more. You're in the system. You're going, you're going, these revol- he said it specifically, he's called them revolving doors. You're always going to be here. And I said, no, nah, I'm good. I don't think I ever want to be back here. And if this is the mentality that you have, that like, there's no way to change it. I definitely don't want to be around you. Um, so I went back to my cell and, and sure enough, there was like a little pamphlet, like you know, Jesus pamphlet. They're all over, over, over jail. And uh, that night I legit, I didn't sleep. I stayed up the whole night thinking of the next moves. Like I was going to change my life. I was going to leave. I was going to go here. I was going to go there. I was going to get out of Charleston all because of that one, that one message. I was like, I got it. I got to get out. I changed all this. Uh, from that day forward, changed everything. Really? Mm-hmm. So that guy, even though it wasn't really that big of a message, it was that big of a message. Because he gave you, he projected onto you, this is going to be your life. So just kind of get used to it. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was a, for me, I took it as, a, as like a, a challenge, right? So challenges, I think the recurring theme of most of my life is just like, I'm looking forward, I'm actively seeking, or when it arises, like, what do I do? So I, I think uh, I, I say it all the time, like diamonds, you know, pressure makes diamonds, right? Right. That's, that's all it took was that him looking me in the dead mind, like, yo, man, nah, you say it, but nah, you're going to be here all the time. You ain't going nowhere. You just like the rest of us. And I don't want to drop any end bombs on your podcast and get you canceled. But that's what he said. He's like, you're just like every single one of us in here. We, we, we thought the same thing you thought, and we ain't gone nowhere. So you won't either. Wow. And you're I was like, and I was, you're looking for a room full of them going, fuck. Yeah. No, no, no. How I do I a, change it? No, I look at a room full of them. I go, yo, like this, y'all, y'all think I'm like y'all? Nah, bro. I'm good. Went back to my cell. I was done. How long did you stay there? It was just legit. I told 24 hours, man. It was oh, 24. Next, oh the, man. Yeah, the next day PR bonded out. They, uh, honestly, I was so determined not to, well, I remember this. So I had a, uh, the cellmate that I had, he was also, you know, younger white guy, um, a little bit older. He had, he had, like had a girlfriend, they had their own place and everything. And I was so adamant about not returning to my past life. And even like my mom, like I did not want to see my mom after jail. I did not want to see her. I, I knew to the pit of my soul, I had let her down. Like I, everything that she like, uh, so I guess my dad and her used to argue and he would tell her like, Hey, like if they're being raised by you, they're not going to amount to anything. They're going to be nothing. And that, and she shouldn't have said it, but she used to tell us that, you know what I mean? So like, that was like, I've legit now I've actively let her down. I've proved him right. So I was like, I'm not going home. I told the guys like, Hey man, listen, like I'm new, I'm young. You know, I don't have a, pl- I, don't, I have a job. I had a job and I got fired from the job. So I got to go get another job. Um, can I come live with you? Can I just stay with you? I need to make changes and I need to just start. I need to get the hell out of here. So he was like, yeah, dude. So no kidding. I'm not making this up. They released me from jail. I didn't call my mom. I was legit walking with this dude who just got out of jail as well, him and his, uh, his girlfriend. And we're walking to his house. I was dead, dead set on not ever going home. I was going to change immediate. Boom. Like, here's what needs to be changed. I was going to do it. My, uh, my mom ended up uh, rolling up on me. Like, at legit, as we're walking down the road, she ends up pulling up and telling me to get in the car. I didn't talk to her. Like, two days, didn't say anything. Really? Mm-hmm. You were going to live with this guy that just got out of jail? Now, do you think that would have had a major change? Oh, it definitely was stupid. Yeah, stupid. So, so I think, so <laughs> let's make sure that we're clear on this. Pressure might make diamonds, but it doesn't necessarily make smart people. <laughs> so in, in that moment, uh, what I do, and, you know, my wife now, she calls it a hyper-responsibility. I don't. I, I just want to, when changes need to be made, I have to make them then. So I'm not thinking about tomorrow or the day after. I'm thinking what needs to be changed now and do it, period. No thoughts, no, no, no second guessing. Oh, 
I need to change in my environment. I'm going to change my environment. Boom. It's crazy because me and you come from vastly different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But the outcome was almost kind of the same. We were destined to really not be much of anything. You know, probably in and out of jail, which I've never gone to jail. So you probably, try it. So much fun. No, I'm good. And the food's so good. I, <laughs> yeah. You gained so much weight. I've been in the military. Prison I army. mean, like, <clears throat> that's the same as prison food. Matter of fact, there was one time we were doing onloading, and uh, it says, uh, it, it said only for prison consumption only on the box. And I'm over here. Oh, we're eating this shit. Yep. <laughs> Definitely going into my gut. I think I'd rather have that than uh, y'all's sea rations. Oh, yeah. Sea, oh, yeah. No. So well, we're, we're in Korea. No, you can't. I'm going to tell you, you're going to try to make it sound good for your listeners. It's not good. Don't let him lie to you. There's nothing good about it. The military Sea food. rations was the most powdered eggs. Yeah. Just add water and stir. Oh. Yeah, that's. Oh my That's God. That's the bomb. A little salt. There's not a little salt. You know, some Tabasco. Oh, um, no. Some no. Tabasco sauce, man. Right there, we're good. Now, if that's all I got or, to eat, I'm going to eat it. Or, uh, oh, uh, Cholula? Chul uh, Cholula. Oh, my God. Dude, Cholula was so difficult. Mm -hmm. Wait, when they got a fresh shipment of Cholula in, as it was coming down the line, it was like breaking open and people were putting bottles. Stuff them. Yeah. In your pocket. So by the time it actually got to uh, the mess decks, they probably had one box full. Tactical you know? acquisition. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. I never did anything like that because I was like, I didn't give a shit. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I was, I was, food wasn't a big thing for me in the military. It was just like, yep, I'm hungry. Feed me. Boom. Yep. My belly's full. I'm good. You know, because going in the military, I mean, I ate good. My dad fed me good. Uh, I didn't have a mom. You know, so kind of the opposite. Mom. The opposite, yeah. yeah. Okay. So my mom wasn't around. Uh, so yeah, mommy issues. And then- I got daddy issues. Nice to meet you, brother. Yeah, nice, yeah. To, nice to meet yes. you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, shit. So it, it, that's what I'm saying. The exact opposite of our lives. You know, how you grew up. I didn't grow up in the ghetto. I grew up in middle class, you know, home, mm -hmm. but failed school. I was not an ac academically smart kid. Uh, I think I had very good smarts and whereabouts with me and about me, good street uh, street uh, street sense. Mm -hmm. But it was I had a drive in me, and I didn't know it. But I didn't have anybody really driving me. My dad would try some, but wasn't crazy. Uh, my mom was never around really until I was fourteen, and then you know same thing. Started getting involved in drugs, and. And finding girls. So once that happened, I was 14. Well, yeah, 14. That was any kind of academic thing that I had any glimmer of doing, completely fucking gone. Shot. Dropped out of high school, 10th grade. Yeah, dropped out of high school. Okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's it's, it's, it's so crazy because uh, so I, I did have the opposite. So I have the academic. Uh, We'll call it the academic savvy, right? So whenever the teachers would call my parents and be like, hey, you know, my mom and my stepdad at the time, um, hey, you know, he's on the verge of failing. He's, there's no way he doesn't do anything but sleep or he's not in class. I don't know how he's going to pass. And I would tell them, well, no, it's easy. All I do is get a 92 average on your final. I'm good. And they're like, there's no way you're going to get a 92 average. I said, yeah, I'm just going to cram the night before. It'll be on. It'll be easy. And that's how I passed all of my classes. My mom hated it. She abs. I'm telling you, I don't know which. I don't know which whoopings were worse. 
the whoopings for bringing her like random Fs. And she would say all the time, like, I know you're so much better than this. I know. And I just, I didn't know how to bring it out. And she wasn't bringing it out. So I'm like, but don't worry, mom, I'm going to pass. I swear. I promise. And every year C's and D's baby. And she'd be like, like, look what you're capable of. So then of course, now I go to college. She threatened to whoop me. Uh, I went to college. I legit grabbed my, when I got my diploma, I gave it to her. I said, huh, see, told you I was going to get it. Here you go. I'm, I legit showed it to her. Then gave it to my recruiter so we could bounce. I was like, hey man, time to get me out of here. Meps, let's get it rolling. And um, going to college, now I've got all A's. And she's like, where, where was this in high school? I was like, oh, I mean, high school's boring. Yeah, the college, you can get challenged. Mm-hmm. It is more challenging. Not as hard. Um, when I went to the college, yeah, I got my degree. Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody wrote me off. Even my school counselor, everybody. I was like, hey, I'm going in the military and that's going to be a life for me. And they're like, you should not do that. You're going to fail. You're not going to do anything. It's going to ruin your life. Blah, 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 blah. That challenged me. Like, well, fuck you. Yep. Not today. Oh. So went and got my GED. Boom. Month after dropping out of high school, GED, I had to go to Job Corps. I don't know if you ever heard of Job Corps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a recruiter, I'm sure you had to put people in Job Corps in order for them to join the military. Yep. Went to Job Corps. Finished the six months Job Corps. Boom. Boom. Right after Job Corps, like hit the rock, hit the road. Boom. Navy. Uh, and I was probably going to go Army or Marines. But I was influenced by my sister's husband. He's like, you should join the Navy. And then... That, that was a wrap. That was, okay. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. This guy's been in it. He knows. Nope. I was one of the only ones. And uh, I told him when I when I went to MEPS, I was like, hey, man, as soon as I'm ready to go, like, like as soon as I got a shot, I'm ready to get out of here. I want out of Charleston. So my boot camp date, I think, originally was like sometime October, November, later. You know what I mean? And uh, Sunday morning, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I graduated on Thursday. Friday was chill. Saturday was chill. Sunday morning, 06. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, uh, you said you still want to go early, right? I said, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. You know, because we didn't have cell phones. Then, so he kind of right. called me. He would have just called me. So he, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. He goes, okay, cool. Hey, uh, y'all going to church? Hey, just have him hit the station at 11 o'clock. He's going today. And I'm not going to lie. Gut moment. Do, do you go to church at all? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. I don't know what it is about church, but it feels like whenever you got some major <laughs> life event going on, the pastor is talking to you. Every time. Every time. So we're sitting there and I'm just, I'm legit getting nervous. I'm like, okay, this is, this is about to get real. Like this, this decision I made, like I'm going in it, but it gets about to get real. The pastors, if you're sitting there and you're thinking that you can't make it, know that the Marine Corps boot camp ain't going to be nothing for you. And I'm like, who else is he talking to in his room except for me? I'm the only one. Uh, but no, I, I legit we went to the uh, we went to Meps that day. Gone. Ne- never looked back. It was the best decision of my life. That's most people say that it is the worst decision. Some people do make. I, I think it depends on what you're going in it for. I think if you're going in, I think what I was looking for is what made it the best decision. What I was looking for was family brotherhood challenge. And I got that in so many, in, in spades. I found some solace mm-hmm. in the military. I was like, wow, I feel like I belong. Yeah. I feel like I'm a part of something. It gave me a, gave me drive, mm-hmm. gave me a purpose. Yep. At the time I didn't know it gave me a mission, but it gave mm-hmm. me two things. Oh, you said the mission word is about to come down. Oh, yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Yep. 
But those two things, something I've never had in my life. Mm-hmm. So it gave me those two things. I almost did not make it in, um, I almost didn't make it in. Uh, the reason is I smoked pot as a kid heavily. I mean, phew, shaking your head like you didn't. I did not. You did not? I did not. Nope. We, uh, we worked, again, we, we did all the bad stuff. And I did some bad things, but I never smoked those bad things. If you're picking up what I'm putting. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was never, it was, so I watched the friends that I had that were smoking pot. Yeah. were also selling pot at the same time. And I would watch them either smoke their stash or I just, like, just the way that they moved. I've always been like an upper person. And every time they smoked, they would just kind of, kind of lay back. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, like, just not doing it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. So no, I didn't smoke actually until uh, last year before last. Yeah. Well, the stuff they have now compared to what, we had as a kid, mm. night and day. I'll I'll tell you a story. I you know smoke every once in a while, mm. um, but it was I smoked pot two days before I went to Maps, and I if I was your recruiter, I would have whooped your ass. Yeah, no cell phones. Then no cell phones. I would have whooped your ass. But there was I had no idea. He was just like, yeah, I'm gonna come pick you up sometime. But we're talking about months. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, you know. So I was like, okay. And all of a sudden, it was like Saturday I did it. I was at Job Corps. Saturday I did it. Monday, he shows up. He's like, you ready? I was like, uh, yeah. And I'm not saying shit. Like, I'm no, over here. Tell him. So, so I'm over here just like puckered. And I'm like quiet. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just this kid in this chair. Just like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Not today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he's like, hey, what's up, man? Are you, you okay? It's like, no. I go, well, I, I'm, I'm going to fail a piss test. It's like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. I smoked a little bit of weed. He's like, how much? I was like, I don't know, four or five puffs of a joint. So um, I, he looks at me. He's like, all right, don't worry. I want to go get you th- some, some stuff. It was called liquid stuff. Yep. You know exactly what it is. Oh, I maybe know exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've heard the name float around somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they called me Thanos. I'm, oh, I, really? Uh, yeah. They, uh, so it's, the Avengers movie came out during mm-hmm. the same year that I was recruiting. And uh, if you had... Wait, what year was that? 2017. 2015 to 2017, I was recruiting. And they still have a liquid stuff around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, okay. So here's my thing. Uh, I, there's two things I never dabble with, right? I don't dabble with suicidal ideation. I don't mess with, uh, with drug use while you're in my depth. So right. if you, before depth, like let's say you smoked weed yesterday and you're planning on going to MEPS, I would just push you out. And then we would make it very clear that if you, if you mess around, if you fuck me over, I'm going to, it's over for you. I'm not going to let you join. Um, so that, that's one thing. And then suicide ideation, that was the other. Um, so me, anything mental health, uh, anything outside of that though, I can say it now. Cause I mean, they can't like go back charge me. Uh, but I may or may not had a kid. His wife, to this day, she like every year on his fucking on his uh, Marine Corps anniversary date, she sends me a Thanos snapping. So I sent this kid to Meps, and we got his police background check. And he told me he had some fights in school. I was like, all right, you know, it's a juvenile thing. Like we should be fine. So I got his police record check. We sent him up to Meps. While I come in the morning, I had PT with some other kid. I'm juiced up. I got a contract about to go through. I come in and on our fax machine is like a 30-page document from a different county with all the juvenile stuff he's ever done. Every fight, every kick out of school, every, um, you know, assault. Like, because that's what they call it. They call it assault. 
So I'm standing there and I'm like, holy crap, if I send this up, this is over. Like this kid's not getting in today. He might not get in at all. So I sat there and I looked to my right and no kidding, next to our fax machine was the paper shredder. So I said, so he came back and I legit put on my desk. I slapped it up there and he had on my desk, all of his charges. It just sat there in a little pile. I said, you can take this with you. He's like, did it come in? I was like, yep, it sure did. It's right there. So he took it with him. His wife calls me Thanos. Wow. Make that thing disappear. It never did, happened. Because it wasn't in the package. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So if it wasn't in the package, it never happened. Because you're in charge of collecting all the information and passing it up. Well, no. They, they, so they'll still send a police record check. And it, it, honestly, it could have came up. And at that point, you're just like clenching your butthole. Like, oh, God, I hope they don't send a police record check to that specific county. But they didn't. So. He's good. Joined Great Marine, did his thing. He's still doing it. So we're good. Yeah. yeah. We talk every year. It's so funny. Wow. That's, see, I didn't have any, I didn't have a police record. I didn't have anything like that. Just dropped out of fucking, so riding, took the liquid stuff, man. And uh, while I was in boot camp, there was a, a black kid sitting next to me. We got to know each other and uh, he got kicked out. They came and got him, said, our RDC mm-hmm. walks in. And it's like, oh, some of you guys want to smoke some weed before you get here, huh? Yep. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, wow, this is it. Like, this I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I'm for sure. And that's the worst place thinking. to get caught. Yeah, that, you don't want to get caught at boot camp. But go ahead. Right. Well, he didn't smoke it at boot camp. I guess he just failed a piss test. Yeah. So they're getting they'll, in. Yeah, they'll pee test you. Yeah. So they check you at MEPS and you might yep. pass at MEPS, but then they'll check you again after. And if, the liquid stuff or whatever you use didn't fully clean out your system. Yeah, you'll pop. Or if, even if his recruiter, he didn't tell his recruiter and they just sent him in. Yep. If he made it to boot camp and they, they pulled it like, oh, hey, you popped on a PP test. Yep, that's exactly what he did. He popped on a piss test and they yanked him out. And I thought they were coming to get me. Because, but that, that was the last time I did it. Mm-hmm. That one time right before MEPS was the last time. I was like, I learned my lesson because at any moment they can come snag me up. Even though I had a departure date at that time. They can come snag me up mm-hmm. and take me. And I was like, not today. Yep. Nope. That'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah. So I never, I never had any of those issues. So when I joined, um, I went to Japan first. So when I was in, the big thing that came out uh, was Spice. You remember that back oh, in yeah. the day? Yeah. Spice had just come out. So all the Marines were like, oh, we can't pop on but a piss test. They yeah, could. you, you couldn't, yeah, they couldn't test for uh, the, all the different individual chemicals that were found in Spice. They couldn't test specifically for that. So, you know, you had young, dumb Marines who were like, ah, oh, I'm just going to, I just need a high. Yeah. They would smoke it. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. My, I never my, my, my circle of people didn't. Like, like this is these are our careers. Like, this yeah. is our life. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I never dabbled with him. <clears throat> when I was in, people did. People smoked. And around, I was like, dude, like, I wouldn't even be in the same room mm-hmm. because I was afraid I'd get, you know, uh, what, secondhand high or something. Yep. You know, and I was like, freak. No, I never not understood. today. I never understood the, the, the marijuana thing. It's always been confusing because- you know the risk, right? You know, yeah. you know what happens if you get caught. And I've always, I had to ask, like, my brother and I had a heart to heart. He lost like his fourth job, like, cause he wouldn't take a PP test cause he kept smoking weed. And I'm like, dude, like, can, like at this point, I just need to smoke with you. Apparently I am missing something. Like this high is so important that you're losing your jobs, months of pay and bills to like keep smoking. Like, bro, I need, let's, let's just get high right now. Cause I got to feel this. Cause it must be the most amazing high ever for you to, give up your job and your career. Like, nah, I'm good. It's not, it's really nothing. It's really not, about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I, d- I've done it now. And I'm like, 
all right, I can see the appeal. Like I can relax. I, yeah. I feel, you know, I can like, oh, okay, cool. I'm kind of relaxed. But if you said, hey, Terrence, if you smoke, you're going to lose your job. You're not going to be able to be a realtor anymore. Like, no, oh, I'm good. See ya. It's not that, it's not that important. I'll just keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Easy day. Yep. Easy day. Yeah. I, there's nothing out there more important than one, keeping your job. Yep. You know what I mean? Keeping your sanity, really. And if drugs is your vice and you're, you can't put it down, dude, you got a problem. Yeah. You know, you need to go uh, get some help. So, um, you know, how did you transition out of the military? How was that transition for you? Because you didn't retire. Uh, no. You didn't do 20 years. How long? No. Uh, 13 years total. 13 years. Mm -hmm. So usually at that point, people are lifers, going to stay in. It, 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 honestly, if I had done them, I, I didn't do my 13 years straight. It was, it was broken up time. Um, what happened is I did my first initial five, got my deployments in, all that fun stuff. And I, I love the Marine Corps. My plan was to stay in, do life, right? The I also believe in fate, though, right? Sometimes fate has different plans for you. So there was a job online when I went to my uh, my steps and taps classes. And they showed us the website and there was a job online. It said, hey, electronic technician two for Spay War BAE systems. And I'm like, you know what? I have all those qualifications. Let me see if I get it. So I put it out there. I had my get out package and my stay in package. I, I walked with them together, hand in hand. And um, the I said, hey, if they don't call me by May 1st, I'm going to re-up. Like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time. I put out one resume. If they don't call me on May 1st, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm extending. And we had a whole plan. Martial arts instructor course. I was going to do this. I, was, I had a whole career charted out if, if I had to stay in. May 1st comes up. I hadn't got a phone call. I said, all right, it is what it is. Let's, let's, let's do this. I start to walk into the uh, headquarters building. And as I get to the first step, my phone rings. You know, we can't, Marines can't walk and talk on their cell phone. And in that building, I have zero cell phone reception. So I was like, man, this could be, a, this could be nothing. I was like, ah, you know, maybe I should answer it. I take two steps back. I answer it. It's BAE. They want to offer me a job. I said, hey, let's meet tomorrow. So they, I, went, I drove down to Charleston, interviewed. They called me on the way back up. They loved me. They're like, yeah, we want you. So now I have this opportunity to go make uh, the base pay, I think was 65K a year at the time. And then I was 100% travel. So per diem every day. So as a 22, 21-year-old, I was clearing like 130 maybe a year. As a Marine, doing nothing but traveling and drinking and partying and having a really good time, it was the best decision ever. And then I had my daughter. Oh. Yeah. Wait, so you were married at the time? No, no, no. Or in a relationship? Uh, oh, okay. No, gotcha. no, no, no. It was just uh, it was yeah. a girl I would talk to whenever I would come back to Charleston. We, sure. we'd, we'd casually hook up and then, boom, I get that uh, that phone call. Hey, I think I'm pregnant. Like, oh, how? No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sound like me. That's how I had my first, uh, well, three kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't plan yeah. any of mine. Yeah. I wish I wish I had that opportunity. Like, like I, I look at some people and I'm like, man, it must be so nice to be able to like plan out your future expenses. Like, hey, let's have a baby next year. Like, oh, that would be so nice. I mean, I wouldn't say it was, it was planned, but really had no financial responsibility to even have a kid. Nope. I was, was in college at the time, retired out of the Navy now. Okay. And she's like, I want another kid. And I'm like, I don't want no more fucking kids. Wait, 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 wait. You, so, wait, you had a, so it sounded like you had a choice. I did. Oh, okay. Well, you know, to be honest with you, Yes, I did. But if I would have argued that point, something probably would have happened. Mm -hmm. And she probably would have got pregnant. Plus, I was in love with her. 
And I wanted to give her everything that she wanted, you know, the family that she wanted, you know, and, uh, yeah, I agreed to have another kid. Well, I did not not have that situation. My situation was I'm sleeping with this girl who also has a boyfriend who's messing up. So every time he messes up, it just happens to be as I'm coming back (laughs) into town. So she just show up at my house like, hey, he's messing up again. I'm coming to your house. Boom. That's how it happened. Yeah. And then after a while, boom, she's pregnant. I'm like, ah, okay. Well, oops. Well, she kept the baby because she was hoping it was his. So is, I, I honestly could like kill an entire podcast with just that one story. The funny thing is, is he, the other, the boyfriend is technically my former best friend's little brother. So it's the whole thing. And like, I technically, I kind of helped raise him a little bit because we were like so close that we hung out all the time. And then his girlfriend came. It's a whole weird situation. I've done some things I'm not proud of. Um, so uh, yeah, she's hoping it's his baby. And uh, the ultrasound, I think, was when he, he called me and was like, hey man, I, I think it's your baby. And I'm like, no. And then no kidding, the day she was giving birth, she called me and said, hey, I'm giving birth on this date around this time. So I made sure I was, I was close. And uh, he called me that night after she was born. And he's like, hey man, I think you need to come down to the hospital. I'm like, oh crap. So I ride down there. I open the door. I've never met like her family or anybody. Don't know any of these people. <laughs> so I'm just the random black guy walking into the hospital. It legit was like a like a life like like a meme. All these white people just standing around. And so was her in. boyfriend white? Yes. Yes. It's pretty Clear weird. indication. Yep. So uh, I didn't see the baby yet. I opened the door. I'm standing there. It's awkward. Everybody's staring at me. I'm staring at everybody else. And the baby cried. And my soul. I, I swear on everything. My soul shook. Like. The inside of my body, something went like this. And I was like, oh, that's my baby. I, I, didn't, I didn't need a DNA test. I did get one. I didn't need one, but I knew. I was like, oh, yep, I'm, the, I'm that baby's daddy. So, uh, yeah, so we're standing there. And I'm like, now, now, now it's becoming real. And now it's sinking in. Like, I'm about to have this child. You know, now I'm about to, you know, to be a dad. And uh, her granddad comes outside. And he's like, hey, you know, we just need to know. Are you going to take care of her? Are you going to provide? And, 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 and take her. And I remember like, hey, man, listen, like, I completely respect everything you're saying right now, but I just found out I got a kid. So I really don't give a fuck about anybody getting taken care of right now. I just need, I just need some space. I need, I need my space. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was, that was that one. I don't, I don't, I didn't plan any, any of the three, like my three bottles. I have five technically. My wife has two, but, uh, I didn't plan any of them. Not one. I didn't get to plan that one of them. Yeah. It's yeah. Last one. I have four kids. I have four kids. Well, my first one, uh, was with my first wife. Mm -hmm. And I realized to never take relationship advice from my dad. Yeah. Because he's been married three times. Yeah, that, that sounds like So, yeah. you know, and the last time he's probably like, hey, you probably shouldn't take relationship advice from me. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You but tell like, me this now. Yeah, after. So casually dating this girl, mm-hmm. she gets pregnant. I'm back in, in Oklahoma on leave with another girl in my dad's truck and she calls me up and she's, Hey, I'm pregnant. We're broke up at the time. Hey, I'm pregnant. And my first question, is it mine? Yeah, natural. You know, she's like, yeah, of course it's yours. I was like, well, last time I saw you, you're kind of kissing another dude. So I don't know if that's really mine. Yeah. Jury she's like, out. yeah, it's yours. Um, so I was, we talked and like, okay, it, it, Probably is mine. And so we're trying to work out everything because I took the advice my dad gave me. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to man up. Now you should probably marry her stuff. Yeah. So I did. 
And about seven months into marriage, fucking couldn't stand this person. And I was like, geez, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to learn to love her. Did y'all date? And then you got married or did you go straight to marriage? Almost straight to marriage. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't date. There was not. Yeah. There wasn't real a whole lot of dating. It was just kind of straight that we dated like four months prior, you know, casually, Mm -hmm. but we were broke up, you know, so obviously. Yeah. It wasn't working. Um, So I tried to make it work. And about two and a half years into it, I was done. It's so crazy. You and I have such a very similar story. (laughs) So um, I I didn't marry her. So I've I've only got one marriage under my belt. Um, So we, we we were sleeping together for a while. And I just noticed, just a respect thing, right? We talked about respect uh, the other night. My big thing is like, hey, like there's, there's a certain amount of respect that we have to maintain. And this is from me to her and then from her to me, preferably. So the last time we ended up hooking up, this is the time she got pregnant. She wanted me to drive her to her cousin's house. They, they wanted me to stay over the night. We were all going to grab dinner, all this stuff. They knew me already. So we're at dinner and they're, the whole family is like, well, hey, how's your ex-boyfriend? How's he doing? Where has he been at? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, it's cool. I'm not here. I'll just, the legit, the whole night, they had this very awkward conversation that I'm just sitting there for. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good after today. So the next morning, we, we did sleep together that night. The next morning I said, hey, listen, this is it. I, I'm done. I'm out. You know, I, I have to respect myself. I have to respect you. I think we just need to be done. So when she found out she was pregnant, it was nothing but nightmare for like the full nine months on and off, just yelling, screaming, fighting all the time. I'm like, I don't even know what we're fighting for. So when we found out, okay, the baby is mine. At that point, the boyfriend was out of the picture. He's like, I'm out. Peace. I'm going to go do my thing. Uh, I'll never forget. We were driving to meet my buddy and his girl who just also had a baby. So we're just all kind of casually getting the babies together. Right. So on the way there, I remember going, you know, I watched my mom suffer, you know, single mom. I know how that portion looks. It can get very rocky, it can get very difficult. I never wanted that. And like you, I thought if I ever got somebody pregnant, right? I hate my dad. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to be a bigger man than my dad was. I'm going to marry her and Rick's going to all work out. I'm going to be a part of my kids' lives, all that stuff. Um, so we're sitting in the car and I said, listen, I've been thinking about this. We don't necessarily like each other right now, but when we were great, we were great maybe we should just give it a shot. Let's just give dating each other a shot and see if it goes somewhere. And if it doesn't, you know, we go our separate ways, but at least for her, I think it would be best if we tried it. Um, And she went off like, no, never. Why would I want that for my life? Why would I want to be with somebody who only wants to be with me because of the kid? And I'm like, whoa, hey. And just the way she was coming at me, like legit, it was was very, very abrasive. So I'm like, oh, wait, you know what? My bad. I, I just thought it'd be a nice gesture to invite and open the dialogue for that. But if you don't want to, don't worry. I will never ask again. And I never asked again. And then that was it. That was, oh, that was it. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, that was it. That was the end. And then I moved on and met someone. And then as soon as I did, well, I thought we could try to be together. No. Do do you remember that? Well, you just (laughs) threw it on me. I was just responding naturally. I'm like, oh, so now that I've moved on with somebody else and now I'm happy, now you, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was going to be your life, the rest of your life with her. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible, Uh, man. I, it would have been five years of fucking hell. Yeah. It wasn't, I shouldn't say five years of hell. There was good parts in it. I've had people, yeah. I've had people ask me now if like, I would like, you know, cause they have all these young men like, yeah, I would totally have stepped up. And I'm like, yeah, you might want to rethink that, but just really just take a half step back and think. If I would have known now what I knew, what I, what I know now, if I would have knew it then, 
I wouldn't have married her. I've been like, all right, sweet. I'll take care of the kid. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe we try dating and see if it works. And if it doesn't, peace. No. This is, oh, okay. Just that bad. Okay. Yeah. Take care of the kid. Yeah. Just take care of the kid. Ours wasn't, ours no. really wasn't that bad. We just were fighting about things that didn't need to be fought about. She wanted things a very particular way. And if it wasn't her exact particular way, that was a problem. And, and, you know, and again, this is her, this, that's she, that's her prerogative. I just didn't want to deal with it after that. Well, so we're going to take a break real quick. Okay. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the transition, how you got there and what you do now and what's next for you. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to get back at it. And again, this is brought to you by Tree Team uh, with, Re- with EXP Realty. And I'm going to fuck it up probably again. And next level lending. Uh, go to those are your go-to sources for your mortgage needs. And if you're in San Diego or wherever you're at, we'll talk more about it. You need to contact Terrence for all your real estate needs. So we'll be right back. And the show wouldn't be made possible without our sponsors, Red, White, and Badass Brew, and Go Man Go Productions. Your vision is our mission because we see it too. After the break, you're listening to Coffee Conversations and Badasses Podcast with Terrence Davis with Dream Team with Dream Team EXP Realty. I fuck, dude, I can't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, fucking it up. He's laughing at me, which fine happens often. Uh, don't have a script in front of me, but it is what it is. Uh, also, next level lending. Uh, thank you so much for being sponsors on the show. Also. Hit subscribe, like, and share, share, share. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a comment. Terrence, back after break, man. We're talking about the military, transitioning. Yep. So you had a couple of transitions. Mm-hmm. How was it when you finally decided you're done with the military and you're transitioning to the civilian world? But you kind of had a already unique perspective because you've already done it once. Yeah, so I, I will definitely say that the second time of active duty was vastly different than the first, and I will say that's mostly me. The first time I joined, I was locked, cocked, ready to go. That's just, I just, was, I was that guy. I was the guy you wanted because I didn't ask questions. I just did things. You want me to fuck somebody up? I'll go, I'll go get them right now. The second time around, this is after being in the entrepreneurial space. So I'd already been in real estate for, I think, almost two or three years almost. So coming back where now I've got a taste of civilian life as an adult. Now I've made good money. So I know that when I go back to active duty paychecks, it's like, this, this is not enough. You know what I mean? Um, as a realtor, you know, I've, I've had months where like, hey, I have to manage my budget, right? Maybe the sale doesn't close this month. Or maybe it pushes out to the following month. So going back in active duty where, you know, stakes are high, you know, we have a recruiting mission and everybody's on edge. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll get it done. And they're like, you know, how are you just so nonchalant? I was like, cause this isn't life or death, man. This is just put a contract in. That's it. But like, like, what if we don't make the mission? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to, we're going to make mission. Everybody calm down. 
But I think you and I kind of talked about that. And this is probably what you were alluding to. And I'll, I'll kick it. I definitely felt that getting out and what drove me out of the Marine Corps was just like, I, I just knew I was done. The, the standards, there's a minimum standard I had placed on myself. Like, hey, I'm going to be a leader that leads from the front. I'm going to be the leader that knows all the knowledge. I'm going to be the leader that knows exactly what we're doing, when we're doing it, and can help us move forward. And as I got older and kind of started going through it, I kind of stopped leading. And that, that stopped leading from the front and like by meaning like not leading my Marines. I'll never do that. But like the PT standards got a little lighter. You know, I got a little heavier. I was like, ah, I'm at 260, man, running three miles at 260. You know, I got the muscles. I can do the pull-ups, but I don't want to do that anymore. You know what I mean? So it all started to impact just my overall leadership style. And I just knew like it was time for me to go. Like, hey, I, my, yeah. my time here is I'm no longer holding. It's not even the Marine Corps standard. The Marine Corps standard was met. It's my standard as a Marine, as a leader. I wasn't meeting it. So it's time for me to move take out. Let, let somebody else. Let, yeah. Let somebody else move up into my space. Let them take over and, and, and do what I should have been doing. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people come to that decision. I don't think so. Because I think once you ran... At that time, you're in, especially people who are in consecutive, you had the taste of civilian life. Once you get that taste, people are like, oh, would you ever go back in? Like, mm, that's such a difficult thing to answer because I don't know if I would go back in. If I, if, I mean, if there was something that was happened, yep. okay. then I would, easy day. Let's make it happen. But just make a decision of saying, hey, would you give up what you've been building? Or give up what you have to go back in active duty? Probably wouldn't. Yeah, I, I agree I would. with that. Yeah, if uh, if you know something like what we currently have going on right now uh, overseas was to pop off, and they're like, "Hey, we're taking all four of your homeboys," I'm like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, my my boys are going." Nah, hey, I'm coming too. Just just volunteer. That would be the only way that you would get me. I think right now back in uniform would be if something were were happening and my boys were directly called back. Now if they called me. I'd probably toss it around like, dang, should I? But why, you're 100% right. Um, I mean, because you you touch on the top, the, uh, topic of what's going on overseas, mm -hmm. and you're talking about with uh, Israel and Palestine. Yep. Why would that drive you to join? Because that's really not our fight. It would, yeah. So it's not about the, it's not about the fight or what's happening over there. It's it's my boys are going. Sure. You know, and these are the guys yeah. that I care that's about. That's brotherhood. These, these guys that I love. Yeah. So if these guys are going. And, and God forbid something could happen to them because they've been called to this line of duty. I'm going to be right there next to them. What's the chances of you actually being there next to them? Uh, fingers are crossed. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. This is this is really should be called the coffees and conversations version. We're going to leave the badass stuff out because to be honest with you, Alyssa, Alyssa was necessary. Like it came to my front door. Like I don't see that happening. So like I could sit here and go, oh, I would definitely volunteer if they called. To be honest with you, you're 100% right. Like I don't know if what I have right now is worth giving up to go do that. You know what I mean? Like I did my deployments. I got those in already. So I, I got that taste of it. Um, unless it's my boys that are actively going that I need to be there for. Nah, I'm good. Let them. 9-11 was different. Yeah. They came to us and brought the fight to us. Yep. You know, what's going on over there isn't our fight. Now you can have, <laughs> we can, wait, you, you disagree with that. I do. Yeah. In the long run, I want to make sure we don't. You see, we're supposed to like we're supposed to get be able to get business out of this. Now I'm gonna get now I'm gonna get flag for no, it. No, no, it's okay. no, no, no. I'll stand. We don't have to go here. No, I'm gonna stand by that flag. The, the thing is, at the end of the day, and it's we. Were, I was talking to a guy. Um, I told you about the other guy that I know that has very big, real ties to um, the Muslim community, the sheiks, and all those folks out in Jordan. 
Um, and just as I was listening to him, and we were we were both talking about this. I love having intellectual conversations where we're just talking. We're not arguing. We're not picking, you know, choosing principles and hills to die on. We're just talking. And he even agreed with me. Like, you know, if you, the people that are fighting, not not Israel and Palestine, I'm not talking about those two, I'm t- but the, the group Hamas is trying to take over and do these things that ultimately ended up getting collateral damage. And now you have, you know, Gaza or Palestine getting um, getting getting targeted. If you let those people take power, eventually the whole purpose of the Quran is to say, hey, we are going to dominate. There is no, and I asked him specifically, is there any portion of the world where maybe we could all live in peace? Like we stay here and y'all stay there. There isn't that. So eventually, yes, while this particular battle may not be ours to fight, I think two things, and I'll say the first one, I'll say the second one. The, um, The first thing is, you know, the people that are actively fighting and doing the injustice, I'm not sure what side you're on. I'm going to let it go. But for example, right now we're talking about Hamas specifically. Um, they're not going to stop. Oh, once we get Israel, then ah, that's all we wanted. We just wanted our promised land back. And now we're done. We're not going to fight. No, they're they're coming for everything else. I'll be very clear with this. I don't stand with Hamas. Yeah. Oh, hell I no. don't stand with those people. Yep. What they did. I yep. stand with Israel. I'm back in Israel. Well, I don't give a fuck what everybody else's opinion is. No. You know what? You brought the fight to them. Mm-hmm. Now you don't like how they're fighting you on your turf. Fuck you. Yep. Shouldn't have done it. I Yep. So now don't get me wrong. Innocence being killed is never a good thing. And this is why I think Correct. that at some point, I do believe that as the uh, the big brother to the world, yeah, I think in some way we can have some input. Do I think we need to send our young service members over there right now? No. But there needs to be some sort of, yep, my little, hey, gotcha, <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Producer's notes. Move that, move that coffee cup. <laughs> Um, as you know, do I think we need to be sending our brothers and sisters over there right now? No. However, do I think if there's a social injustice being done to a group of people, especially the people that believe in us and support us or have our backs? Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't not let people think that we're going to cover for them. If somebody came in here right now and, uh, threatened anyone that works in my office, I don't care if I know, if I know what's going on or not, you don't come in here and try to do that. Let me, you know, y'all take that outside. Sure. Not in my yeah. house. Yeah. Not in my house. Not today. And maybe it is a little badass now. There we go. There badass. Is, there. We'd sprinkle it. It doesn't always sprinkle. have to be badass. We can, yeah. you know, just have the coffee, you know, running through. Yeah. With a great conversation, just sprinkle some badass like a yeah, pumpkin spice. But I think cupcake. that's the, I think that's the big thing is I don't think uh, you know, like you have like the Jordan Petersons of the world that say, like, hey, like somebody just being big and being powerful and flexing their power all the time is different than somebody who knows what they're capable of and just says, hey, we, we don't want to do this. So here, here's my fear, especially right now, mm-hmm. is if we go into this war mm-hmm. and we start doing it, now we're maybe kicking off World War III. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a strong leader. I agree. We have a fucking moron yep. at the helm of the ship directed the decisions for America where he should not be. He should be an old folks home. Yeah. You know, I think most of the people that are in Congress or the House or anything and to do anything government level outside above state, actually anybody in government probably over the age of 60 probably just needs to get at it. Go, go, go do something else. Go, really? go enjoy retirement. The, the problem is like we, we talk about change, how quickly like how quickly life changes. I, I think generations change as well. And the things that we need aren't necessarily people that have been in power for 50 years to stay in power. Because here's the truth. The truth is, is where we're at today I'm not going to say Joe Biden's 100% at fault, right? No. Because at the end of the day, where we're at today was based off decisions we made 15, 20 years ago. Sure. Oh, I guess that would be Biden's fault because he was in office 15 to 20 years ago. 
Correct. Let, let me give him some, let me give him some leeway then. The problems we're having today were problems created by where we were 30 years ago. The decisions we were making 30 years ago. Same person who was in power. Oh, crap. Well, I, I got to defend him then because that's the problem. The problem is all of the people that are in power right now that caused all these things, right? Because just like in real estate, when I tell people all the time, if you're not working today, I can reasonably predict that you won't have a paycheck in the next 30 days. And if you're hurting and you're broke today, it's you're probably be- because you didn't work 60 to 90 days ago. Yeah. So don't get mad about your position today. Get mad at what you weren't doing yesterday and, and, and make changes. Work your ass off today so 60 days from now you got money. We have people who have been in office and been in power for over 40 years. I think uh, Pelosi's been in there almost like 40-some, 42, Fuck. 45, something like that. Anyway, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm, not, I'm a Marine, not a damn politician. You have these people who have been in office so long, and these people that made these policies and, have, and done all these things that maybe are hurting our economy or not helping us out— these are the same people that made the problems in the first place, but they just keep them, keep them, oh, just, yeah. just give her, keep Well, keep it's, her up it's there. the money. It's the greed. It's all money. It's all about money. It's all about greed. It's all about power and control. They leave office. They're not in power. Yeah. They don't have that control. They have money, so maybe they can have some influence, yep. you know, but they don't have Donald Trump money. Well, I, mean, I mean, honestly, some of them, some of them might. We, maybe. We, we I mean, won't know because, you know, they don't have to have like the tax records, you know, examined. <laughs> Um, you know, they can still trade stocks publicly, you know, and because, because that's a nonprofits. Personal, that's a personal investment. Your position in power gives you no benefit or act insider information that would help you make a better decision. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. 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 yeah they, they don't make, dude, it, we're know, going down this. Well, we can go down the rabbit hole. I like, I like that rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, I don't. don't. Mm. Oh, I don't. I, you know why? Because politics me and you can have a discussion. Yeah. You know, and I think we have lost that art in America of having a discussion or a civil debate. I don't know if it could be, I don't know if it could happen anymore. There's very few people on both sides. This isn't just a Democrat yeah. side. This is just a Republican side. This is a both sides thing mm-hmm. that can't have a civil debate. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, and I don't agree with everything Republicans are doing. Uh, don't yep. disagree with everything that, uh, uh, Democrats are doing. Yep. Uh, I'm more of a libertarian, uh, but it, it is a, it's a, it's a slippery slope and the war that they're trying to create and the problem why I have it, it's, we don't even have our fucking border secured and we're worrying about Ukraine's. We're worrying about, you know, Israel's. We don't even have ours secured. You know, just recently they just had two Iranian high level terrorists Yep. You know, arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, how many have gotten through that didn't get caught? Um, I, I honestly, I think it's worse than that. It's not even like if you're talking about just terrorists. It's just overall people that are here that don't really believe in the values of being here that are here. You know, there's um, there's a family I was talking to like a week ago. Um, he was concerned that he couldn't have, you know, when you open the door to his home, like there, there couldn't be anything there that was Jewish because he had got word that there might be some people who are running around that might like be door knocking, looking for Jewish people. Why should this person, in America, in, in America, why would that be a message that honestly, like, like, I'm not going to say that doesn't make sense in theory. Like, you know, I'm already in the neighborhood, you know, knock, knock, knock. Oh, is this a black person? I'm going to beat him up. That portion makes sense. But like, why should somebody have to fear their lives here at home? You know what I mean? Right. That, no. That's, that's, that's the weird, that's the, but that's, well, that's what happens. It, well, you see it breaking out. You see the colleges. 
how people are. Oh my god! I, I know, man. Now no, we're no, see. Yeah, we can go down. So the now, we can get lost. now we're talking about almost the war here at home. Yeah, that's that's my concern. Is the mentality of America when they're like, "Oh, I stand with Palestine," and I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, that's just really? that's just their. That's just. But, I think the problem is. To but it's ignorance. I, I want it is ignorance, but really, it's 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 better than ignorance, right? And it's okay. I'm gonna tell you why it's okay. It's just your privilege talking. Yes, that's just your privilege showing. Because the truth is, if you as the the, the I did see a video, and it was on a, I think it was a Harvard video where there was a Jewish student who was getting harassed by black people and white people with the Hamas flags talking about yep. Palestine, Palestine. Yep. That's just your privilege talking. That says that's all that is. Because if you were to, you know what? You support Palestine. I believe you should be able to support whoever you want. You want to support Palestine here? I'll buy you a flight, fly your ass over to Palestine, and go stand on the border with them. Go right. Yep. I'm sure they'd love to have you. They wouldn't chop your head off or kill you because you, you know, you said, "Hey, please don't call me he. Call me them's." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure that would be a hundred percent okay over there. Yeah, being gay, being a tranny, yeah. being gay, be, yeah. being a transgender, yeah. being non-binary. That's so, all okay. If you're wanting to go over there, I'm sure you can get a flight. Uh, I think they'll welcome you with a sign. Yeah. At the airport. Yeah. Probably warm hugs and kisses. Don't Google um, translate it though, because it probably says infidel. Infidel is actually a friendly word. In, correct. In, yes, when you're when you're talking to those kinds of people. Like when they say infidel, it's like, oh, me, brother. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Habibi. It's infidel. <laughs> yeah, it's brotherhood. Yeah, it's brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. But go do so, it's so go me, do your thing. Go do God's yeah. work. It, for me, it's it's just it's just a sign of your privilege and the opportunity that you have to never have ever gone over there. You don't have to, like it's easy to I guess digest what you can see on your cell phone sure. and go, "Wow, Israel, they're so mean. How could they do this?" But then you're not. You would never step foot and go over there. Um, I tell people all the time, they're like, "Oh man, you know racism." I'm a black guy. I don't know if you noticed, I'm black. Are you? They're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, half yeah. black, half Puerto Rican." All right. Yeah, but don't ask me to speak Spanish. My mom didn't teach me, so she she. Put me a leg under. See, she wanted me to. <laughs> she wanted me to rise to the challenge. Um, but you know, it's funny because I'll have people who tell me how rough my life has been because I'm black, and I'm like, no, it's been pretty, pretty rough because um, I make stupid ass decisions. It's is this coming from white people? Always, yeah. It's always always. Well, no, not always white people. That sounds offensive. It there there are. It's mo the loudest people are usually the white people. Um, yeah. the, the people that try to like convince me that there's this it's racism. It's usually somebody who's black who's not achieving what they're wanting. And I'm not, again, I'd never say that, that racism doesn't exist or that somebody didn't choose to work with you because of your skin. What I do say, though, is did they say that specifically? And if they didn't, then this is an opportunity for you to reflect on yourself and say, hey, is there something I could have done better? Have I lost a deal because I showed up late? That'll, that'll, yes. that'll lose you a deal. Um, hey, I, I tell you, I want to help you sell your house. You just sold a home last year. You didn't even call me, by the way. Don't think I didn't hear about that. Um, so you, <laughs> We didn't know each other. We then. didn't. But yeah, but I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> you're, you're responsible for my lack of future success. So, oh, so, damn. And I, I can imagine, I know why. So here's the thing. So you and I met, we spoke. Then I find out three months later, you sold your house. Well, that's racism. He, he didn't want to work with me because I was black. No, he probably didn't want to work with you because y'all had no relationship. And you really didn't talk to him about real estate. He didn't know who you were, didn't know your qualifications. He didn't know anything about you. So for me, it's a cop-out. It's a way of just like, I don't want to reflect in. I'd rather just push it out and make it Dustin's fault that I didn't get a sale that month. No, it's probably because I wasn't working. Just go to work, make another sale. Don't worry about it. So it's kind of the mentality that I've had moving forward in life. 
And I think what you're seeing here is people who are just privileged and entitled being able to do the things they're doing. And I think, you know what? I'm glad that you have the opportunity to do that. Honestly, here's the crazy part. The wars you fought in, which by the way, I don't know if you told them yet, you should definitely tell these people your stories. The wars you fought in were specifically done to give these people the opportunity to do the things that they're doing. 100%. The things that they're doing are going to drastically change the way the world views us or you know, the people that support us or believe in us. And then guess what's going to happen? It's going to make it so that wars have to be fought all over again. Yep. You know? And then it, so it's, it's a cycle. A re- yep. It's a cycle. Yep. It's a reoccurring cycle. It's on rinse and repeat. Yep. But there's a, there's a simple solution. If, uh, if you think that what I'm saying is offensive or... You know, maybe I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. I honestly, I challenge you, um, go sign up, pick a branch and go to some of these places. Go visit. Yeah. Go visit. You don't have to go to combat yeah. to get this real, real world experience. You don't have to. The Philippines was my real world experience. Um, we, we were the Philippines and, uh, not, well, not, really? that, not that part of the Philippines. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> no. So, uh, we were in the Philippines. Uh, who was it? Thailand. Cobra gold. I think it was Thailand. Either way, there's a, there's a village there and uh, there's a little boy washing his brown. Because again, I said the ghetto, right? Yeah. First off, as soon as you said it, when you said like, hey, Terrence, you were raised in the ghetto, I immediately was like, ah, I should, I should redact that, right? Because if my mom heard it, she's like, you ain't raised in no ghetto. I raised you better than that. Um, she worked hard, by the way. In this village, there's a kid washing his brown, supposed to be white shirt in this water that's supposed to be clean, but it's not. And then down the village is a dude using it. Down the stream is a dude using it as a bathroom. That's poor. Yes. This is limited options, almost no way out type situations. And when I saw that, I said, oh, I have been so incredibly privileged. And I've, I, 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 I never really did it, but I made sure to make a note of it. Like I would never use or allow my story. And that's honestly one of the big issues when we talk about like imposter syndrome or, or like self-worth issues. I remove so many of the excuses that I could use to justify myself. I just remove them. I wasn't born in the ghetto. I, the, the, the ghettos that I've seen around the world are five times more ghetto than, oh, I had to wear my mom's hand-me-down jeans and sure. people called me dirty because I had fucking grass stains in my jeans. That's a true story, by the way, fuckers. <laughs> now Man. I make more money than you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're a fucking kid. Who cares? I, I did as a kid. You, I cared. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't. Oh, it was yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. So, uh, I used to, uh, I would do it intentionally. Um, I would wear jeans. We uh, wear my mom hand. That's how we got close. So when we, my, my grandmother gave them to us or my mom would hand them down and she worked for Comcast. So she would crawl in her houses and whatnot. Um, so she would give us jeans. And if I noticed there was a grass stain on the jeans, I would intentionally make it a point to draw attention to myself as I took a knee in the grass. So if anybody made a comment about my grass stains, I could say, oh, I kneeled in the grass today. It was a stupid mistake. And, 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 and he saw it so he can, he can corroborate that these pants weren't dirty. No, the pants had permanent grass stains in them from a woman who was working Comcast, trying to feed her family while going to a job and going to college and going to school, ground, like low crawling under houses to install cable. That was my childhood. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's real. That's a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. you know, same way. So, so what do you, so sales training, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we're not going there. Okay. We're going to imposter syndrome just a little bit. Oh. Imposter syndrome. Am I, am you I, hit it. I'm exposed. You are. I'm I know. Exposed. Do you feel vulnerable right now? No, I, honestly, I like, I like, I think one of the, I like transparency. Transparency is so much easier to, to navigate because then you don't have to guess. Like, what does Terry think or what does he feel about this? You can, you just know. So much easier. 
way easier. Yeah, we can talk about it. So uh, imposter syndrome, I had never heard the word ever. And then when I heard it, I heard it 17 more times that year. And I was like, why does this word keep popping up? So imposter syndrome, we don't have an actual textbook definition, but essentially for me, the feel, the idea that you don't belong, like your achievements or your accolades or the things that you've accomplished don't have any actual value. Um, so for me, the big thing was like, hey, Terrence, you know, you've accomplished so much. Like, why aren't you posting about it? Why aren't you sharing it on social media? Like you're just moving in silence the whole time, but you're achieving so many great things. And I always say, and I think it's, uh, I think the Marine Corps and the military play a little hand into it, right? Because we don't get out of boys in the military. Nobody's patting you on the back for doing the basics of your job, which could be a big deal. That's true. Yep. So, you know, for me, it's like, no, dude, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. It's not that big a deal. Bro, like you, you broke generational curses. Your, your first house was in this particular neighborhood. You live in a 3,000 square foot house on a golf course, bro. Like, I legit, actually, the crazy part is I took my kids to where I live. I live a mile away from where I used to live. And the neighborhoods are so close, but they're so vastly different. And I, I took them. I was like, hey, yeah, this is my old house right here. And they're like, you used to live in this? Like, how big was your house? And I'm like, oh, 1,100 square feet. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so tiny. And like my little privileged little bastards. Anyway, so that's how we used to live. So for me, it was like, all right, cool. I'm accomplishing things, but I still don't belong. The way that I phrase it now, especially like as we have like the business coach and all those things there are, um, you know, I may be at a place, but it, it's a it's a real fear. Honestly, I'll just share with you. my. I'll just pull it all open. Uh, it's the fear that once we really start talking or communicating or once I put myself out there in that space, that you're going to see that I'm a fraud. That I don't belong. I, don't, I shouldn't have been here. I got lucky. Maybe maybe I said the right thing to the right person and they put me in this spot. I didn't earn it. That, that's That's my fear. Or you showed up 60 days ago yeah. and created your luck. Well, that's easy. To, you, know, you, you sell me that and I believe you, but there's that part of my brain that goes. <sighs> and, you would never be here today if you didn't put the steps in yesterday or 30 days ago. I, I agree. So I'm going to tell you what we're working on now. So I'm glad you said this because this is true. I'm trying to get to a place where I start to do more. So one of the big things I noticed when I when I started to dig in like what imposter syndrome was, how to get out of it, how to start breaking things down. Um, one of the simplest things is just saying thank you and shutting the hell up. If you give me a compliment, I, I sh actively shy away from receiving compliments. So the second you say, you know, Terrence, hey, your business, you're, you guys are doing really well, man. You guys just started your business two months ago. You guys are rocking and rolling. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing all right. You know, we're, we're doing pretty good. And it's like, dude, just... Take the compliment, bro. You're you're doing awesome. Is is that why you have the problem with the co-founder? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, when you guys were talking about that, like, hey, Terrence, where do we put it on the title card? You know, um, you and your partner, you guys established the the mm -hmm. dream team, right? This is y'all's thing. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm gonna put co-founder on there. Uh, you know, I don't do that. And he's like, well, why not? You you're the co-founder. I'm like, yeah, but we haven't established anything yet. We haven't built anything yet. We don't have these massive accolades. Then the question when I go back and I'm sitting, you know, because I don't sleep, you know, you probably, probably, probably suffer from this. When I'm laying there, I'm thinking, all right, cool. So I told him, don't make me a co-founder. Like what would really need to like happen? Like what conditions would I need to meet in order for me to say, okay, now you could say co-founder. And I'm blank. I, I have nothing. You have nothing. Zero. I have you, no. You can't sit there and say we did $10 million in sales last year, which is probably small in San Diego for a well, small, yeah, small here in San Diego in South Carolina. That's, that's, that's major. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's I mean, big the time. Average, our average sale price in Charleston was, uh, 
425 a house. So yeah, it's a pretty big deal over there. Here, yeah, not so much. We got to sell, we got to sell double that. But no, that wouldn't, like, I don't think that deserves co-founder status. Like there's needs to be more. And, and to be honest with you, here's what I'm doing. Can I tell you what I'm doing? Not yet. I'm, 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 okay, go. Because on. that's going to be in the content that you guys can go to our Patreon Ooh. and sign up for. And we will learn about what he's doing, how he's overcoming this, and the step he's taken to uh, just being complete badass in real estate. So what's next for Terrence? What's next? Mm. What, what do you have for your next step mm. in life? Because you're building this badass real estate company, mm-hmm. you know, dream team with EXP. Yep. Oh, he got, hey, hey nailed it. Ha, ha, I nailed it. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, that's it. Meow, 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 Can you dub that over all the other stuff? Well, hopefully Just, he dubs that over mine because it was probably something, meow, 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 meow. probably sounded, sounded terrible. What's next? Because we've talked and we've had elaborate conversations that you're not, not that you're not satisfied. What's the next challenge? What does that look for? Ooh. So, so that that's the tough part is, and this is this is what I'm actually looking for now, which is is like perfect. What I'm looking for now is is what I'm asking myself. What's next? I think I've uh, I think I told you I I did mushrooms for the first time, and I what I learned about myself as I went through that experience was I'm lo- like I never set the GPS for the next destination, right? So as my wife asked, like, wait, how was your trip? Like she was there with me. And I'm like, it really wasn't a trip. Uh, it's just me recognizing I've been at the same place for so long that I'm just stagnant and I'm getting stale. I, I don't have the next portion journey. So to be honest with you, if I had to answer you, I have no effing clue. I've got ideas of things I want to do. You mentioned uh, briefly the, the sales course training we're going to do. We have, that, we have that cooking in the pot. Again, big, tough part of the cons- imposter syndrome is I'm like, ah, I could... And this could be a great, but I got to wait till all these accolades get met first. And then I'll put it out there. No, if people need it now, I need to be doing it like right now. So the big thing right now that I'm trying to figure out is what is next? Like what I, what I do know without hundred percent, without a shadow of a doubt, realtor cannot be on my gravestone. I, I don't want to hear here lies Terrence, the realtor. I do not, can't have it. Don't want it. So for me, it's trying to find that next big thing that gets me out of bed and makes me go, yo, that's it. That's what I need to be doing. So are you saying you don't want to be, uh, what's the guys in our, what's that guy's name in our, uh, Toastmasters? Uh, um, which Durant. Uh, oh, Ron Durant? Ron Durant. Ron Durant. I don't. No, I, I don't. And, I, and it's not taking anything away yeah, from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. It's, um, I get it. it it's, got, it's got to do with the fact, it's like, it's like the effort. And what, I think what I've been trying to do is I've been here in San Diego, right? I've been trying to get more in depth with me as a person, just kind of digging into my soul, kind of figuring out what stopped me. So like therapy, for example, I've been doing the therapy thing, trying to break down what's made me this, what, what's made me me, you know what I mean? Like what's put all of my talent, skills, and abilities behind this locked door that I can't personally unlock, but you can, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about that, Yeah, but that's on the extended content that oh. you can only get on Dang. Patreon. So go to our Patreon account. It's in the link. It's in the bio. Go check it out. So Terrence, I want to say really, where do they find you? I mean, there are a hundred ways to find me. The easiest way, obviously, Instagram. Instagram, that's right. Yep. Terrence.td. We kept it simple. Okay, that's it. Or dreamteam.com. We do. Yep. So the Dream Team ST is uh, is the website where they can look at, you know, the properties and stuff like that. But really, honestly, 
Real estate sales is very different. Really, what you really want to do first, you want to just connect with me. You don't need, don't worry about the website. You can go look at Zillow if you want to see houses. If you want to connect with me and get to know me as a person, my Instagram or, what, or to call me. One of the other. What's your ideal thing you like to do in real estate? Like what really kind of gets you off? What gets, oh, finding a deal, like finding something super crazy, unique outside the box. That's, that's where the fun in real estate is. So for example, I was sharing with a, a guy, he's looking for a place, he's looking for housing. And I said, hey, well, hold off on what you're doing just yet. I might have a deal you could work. And he's like, what do you mean? I might have an opportunity for you to take over this guy's mortgage subject to his property. I think there's a way you can get this. And it's going to be the same amount of money you're expending. Only now you're getting a house. No, no appraisals, no inspections, no commissions, no nothing. We can make this happen. And he's like, dude, like that's crazy. Like how, does, how would that even work? I got it. Let, let me use the tools in my tool belt. I'm Batman. Let me use these tools in my tool belt to make these things happen. That's the stuff that gets me out of bed. Traditional real estate stuff. Oh, you want me to open a door for you? That's all right, cool. The negotiation piece, the sale piece, the creative pair outside the box thinking, that's where you'll, ooh, that's where, that's where you shine. Like, I'm, that's I'm, where you're I'm really getting hot right now. I got a little hard just now. I'm sure we're going to figure out how that deal happens uh, coming up. Yep. You know, so we're going to, we're going to stay tuned with that and we'll definitely have you come back on and speak a little bit about that and how that fell into place and how it went. So stay tuned, guys. Go to our Patreon. Again, you're going to see the extended content. We're going to actually dive in to some deeper topics with Terrence. And the only way to see it is going to our Patreon. I want to say thank you, Terrence, for coming on the show, man. I th- you, thank you for having me, man. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. You guys got a good setup. This is nice. This is, man. And yeah. it was next level lending. Mm-hmm. You know, they set this thing up and they uh, are really making this thing happen. And we want to thank you for that. You know, but... You're a badass, Terrence. You are. Thank you. I, I, I'm dead, <laughs> That's I'm dead, it. I'm dead serious. That is so, it was, it's, like, it's like, oh God, okay, I don't want to get into it. I it it's hard. Like, I was trying to like, like. Uh, it's, it's hard to take a compliment. You. It is. I'm on the same page with you, you know, but I tell you why you're a badass. Because you have not taken the path that was going to give into you. You've taken your own path. And let it lead to where you're at and where you're going. Now, you are a leader. You are coming to this San Diego with something fucking awesome, which is not out yet. And it will be out. It's your sales training. And it's about how you lead people and how you present yourself day in, day out. And our Toastmasters, this guy would come in here, deliver a topic, and just boom, I look up to you and say, dang, I want to be more like Terrence because he's got it together. Look at his topic. Look at how he presents himself. Look how he dresses. It's amazing. You know, you have it together. I, God, <laughs> I'm, I, I want you like, are a dis- badass, dis- man. I want to discredit everything you just said. No, my suits don't even look that good. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to say, just take you. it. Just I'm say, just, thank I'm, you. I'm trying. You're, you're, you're and this isn't my... the last time you're going to be on. I'm still sore, man. You're pull- I'm just, can, I, can I argue some of those points that you said at least? Can I, <laughs> I feel a whole thing? No, you cannot. Y'all. You got to sit there oh, and man. take it. I'm just going to sit here and, just... and you have to hit the gym to let it out. I, I, That's exactly what you're going to have to do. I'm going to go to the gym tonight. I'm like, yo, he said all these positive things. How dare he say I look good in a suit while I'm delivering a powerful, impactful <laughs> speech. You saw, oh, I'm going to argue these. Also, because you're going to be getting over something that's holding you back. Yeah. You're a badass, Terrence. So stay tuned. We are going to be hitting the after uh, content. Go on Patreon. We want to thank, uh, we want to thank Go Man Go Productions, badass production company that is putting this and doing all behind the 
scenes work. Uh, also by Red, White, and Badass Brew Coffee right here. Badass coffee tastes great. Get you up in the morning. Also, Next Level Lending for putting this all together and just making everything just kind of happen, man. Awesome. We want to thank everybody. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, 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 subscribe button, and share the shit out of this. And leave comments. If you don't agree with something or you agree with something, leave a comment. We want to hear from you. If you have a heroic story and you'd like to share it, get in contact with us. Our information's in the bio. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe, like, and share. And then I'll see you on the next episode, badasses. Oh,